All right, so the question Drew and I get asked every single day is how do you start a podcast? When we were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we both had so many questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen to? And most importantly, how do we make money from our podcast? The answer is simple. Anchor. Anchor is your one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all people, it's 100% free and it's ridiculously easy to use. Even Drew can use it. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, guys, that's exactly what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and Drew and the whole diverse community of podcasters around the world that are already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. We can't wait to hear your podcast. All right, after a two-week hiatus, the boys are back on the microphone. It's the follow-through with Clips and Drew. On this episode, we're covering everything free agent-wise. What's going on with DeMar DeRozan, the trade with Kawhi Leonard. We talk about our interesting weeks. Drew sipping Mai Tais in Hawaii. I got to play basketball with white chocolate. We also talk about Kevin Durant and how he needs to put down the fucking cell phone and stop responding to these chumps. This is the follow-through with Clips and Drew. Drew, Kick the intro music. Excuse me, I didn't mean to interrupt like Mount Vesuvius. I'm about due to erupt. Use it or I'm losing it. They say I need to loosen up. Tight, I'm well taught. I must do the max like us. I do have something to say, so you got to give it up. Give it up. You never heard like this before. Like this before. What up, podcast world? What's up, everybody? It's the follow through with Clips and Drew. Episode 42, we took a little bit of a hiatus. It's exactly what it was. You know, Drew went on his ninth vacation of the summer. He's been traveling. He's the He is the global traveler now. Yeah. Um, he was spending a horrible week with his family in Maui. That's correct. How was it? I mean, I literally haven't seen you. Drew literally walked in my house yeah. 10 minutes ago. I haven't seen him in two weeks. What's the deal? How was it, bro? Talk to me. How were the Mai Tais? Oh, it's beautiful. Uh, I lost count after the first day of how many Mai Tais I had. No, I, uh, the pool bar is about as good as it gets right there. It's, you know what I mean? Who in, Whoever invented the, the swim-up pool bar? No. Genius. Yeah. Is that sh- what you were doing? I want to shake his hand. Um, or were you just only like one, at the pool? There's only one pool that has the actual swim-up bar access. Mm-hmm. Which was not done on this trip. It's not actually in a, an adjacent resort. Mm-hmm. We have the actual. You have to stand up out of the pool. It's a oh. fuck. It's a lot of work. Oh. You got to stand up out of the pool, and you have to flag down a waitress, oh. or you have to actually physically walk to the bar. Did, what, are, what are, do you guys? Do you think you're cavemen no, having to do that? I don't know. It was it was pretty outrageous, but I got over it. <laughs> no, dude, it was great, man. It's fucking beautiful out there. I, I love it. I've been there a couple different times. Did you golf? Did you hoop? We we did. I did both. Yeah, we you played, played ball. Played played some golf. I did okay. Did all right on the links. It was a little windy, but yeah, dude. There was actually uh, they have a tennis court and then like a half basketball court. Oh, so you guys got some shots up. Got some shots up. Mm-hmm. There was no running. There was no. There was nobody like <laughs> out there trying to hoop. Uh, you don't think you would guess? You would think that Hawaii doesn't have the best pickup games. So like, there's there's spots in Lahaina that have like just regular courts for like the locals to play at where mm-hmm. people play basketball. Where I see pickup games happening, but like 
Not at the fucking resort, bro. Everyone's too shit faced yeah, by like must- noon to try and play three on three or anything like that. So So seven days in Maui, everything was good. I uh, gorgeous. Everything was glorious. I was I was uh once I got back, bro, I was like a zombie. That time the time zone sh- shift really fucks me. Was it five hours? It's only three. Three hours? But it, it they're three hours behind us. Mm-hmm. So like I was staying up till two and there was only like eleven PM right, there. Right. So that adjustment really kicked my ass. And then I don't think I went outside for a good 36 hours and then i don't know what how, i think i shed all the tan uh, I'm, I mean, you know you don't look i mean you look like you got some sun. i look more tan than i did what before i left right which is that's the most important thing but the most <laughs> important thing of the trip mm-hmm. besides actually we saw robin thick which was cool uh, that was the first person you saw chopped up with robin thick mm-hmm. and um he's got a beautiful new baby Shout and, out to you, Robin. And, uh, and I don't know how many kids that were possibly his. I don't think all of them were his. There were so many kids around him. Anyway. He's a stick man for sure. Yeah. Thank you for showing us all Emily Ratajkowski. Mm. We'll, we'll forever be in your debt. <laughs> but outside of that, we went to this fucking noodle place, bro. Oh, I love noodle. Star like Noodle. Yeah. Star Noodle. Is that, it's called a little off the beaten path in uh, West Maui, just slightly north of Lahaina. And, bro, this was by far like the best meal I had. For like the, and it was like the least expensive. We went to a lot of really nice restaurants. Mm-hmm. Fucking noodle dishes, pork buns. What? What's a pork bun? I don't know. I ate, <laughs> I ate like six of them. They're delicious. It, it essentially, it's like a thick Asian pancake, but like not sweet. Right. And you put some fucking pork in there, like barbecue pork, some They coleslaw. love the pig out there. Oh, man. That pig is where it's at. And uh, yeah, and I, I, yeah, I was, I was in heaven. So Star Noodle. Yeah, if you're ever in West Maui, Kanapali area, straight up, go to Star Noodle, make a reservation, people show up, they wait. Hey, well, it's fucking good to have you back, bro. It's nice to be back. Um, you know, it, it's such a tough life. I go from Maui on the beach to... San Clemente. Yeah, I'm seeing the ocean. We do live of it. We live uh, at a vacation That's resort, right. actually. That's right. Except um, it's hot as fuck here, bro, and I got no AC. Hot. I got no AC. It's super hot. This is the first time we're actually doing the podcast with our windows open because... Yeah, we need gets, to air it out. We just need a little bit. We sweat easily here. Yeah, it gets funky in here. Uh, we apologize for not being around for two weeks, but it is what it is. But this is episode 42. It is. Drew... Who is episode? Who is forty two? Because I I know who I think. Is well, gonna yeah, it's it's going to be the Lorenzen Wright episode Perfect. for sure for your homie. But there are some cool other ones. Stackhouse was the only. I'll one. throw out there Elton Brand. I can't believe you forgot. EB. I, I can't forgot believe EB. you forgot Elton Brand. Damn. Jerry Stackhouse mm-hmm. uh, were like the two I guess biggest. James Worthy forty two. Oh, that's, that's a big. That's big a big one. Laker. Yeah. Uh, Nate Thurmond. You know, I think he was the first guy to Golden State. I think he was like the the, the last guy to record a quadruple double. No, it was David Robinson. David Robinson. Got anyway, Thurman had one. Mm-hmm. Kevin Love wore forty two when he was on the UCLA and mm-hmm. on the T Wolves, and he switched it up. Kevin Willis, I think, actually oh wore God. it the longest. That dude had such a long NBA career. Smallest ha- NBA hands too. He wore a size ten and a half shoe. Guys, Kevin, Kevin Willis did. He was yoked. He was kind of like Zach Randolph. Remember I mentioned that? Yeah, you did, yeah. Not 10, it was an 11, sorry. Kevin Willis wore an 11. Yeah, Kevin Willis is like 6'10". Yeah, that's a big boy. And he was big. Like, mm-hmm. he was built. Anyway, Connie Hawkins, another another yeah, really good player. Ball legend. Vin Baker. Vinny B. 42. And then Theo Ratliff was Theo. the last Long guy that I, that I hey, those are that's Those are all solid it's really players. Good, really good players. All power forwards, which is weird. Very true. Pretty much, yeah, like the whole list, except for, I guess, Connie Hawkins wasn't really a power forward. No, he, he, could, he could. Stackhouse wasn't, but no, the rest true. of them, like small forward, power forward, it's kind of weird. So we're going to make it to Lorenzo right up. Absolutely, as it should be. It's it's crazy um, this week mm-hmm. because LA Times interviewed me this week. Right. Uh, they're doing an article on Lorenzen and everything that went down and 
Um, the guy reached out to me via Facebook. He had seen one of my posts either on Instagram or whatever. So he reached out to me and he said, hey, man, I know you guys had a really good relationship. I want to talk about. Yeah, yeah, I saw this. Just want to talk about not necessarily the story, but I want to talk about your relationship and like what kind of person Lorenzo was when you were with him. And I reached out. I, we all haven't talked. Like a lot of us haven't said anything from that group. Yeah. Just it has to be the right time and we were waiting and now it's kind of like, okay, this is the right time to talk. So I reached out to his brother and a couple other people like, dude, do you guys mind if I hop on this? And they said, yeah, let's get on it. Okay. So I had a nice, uh, you know, hour interview with Nate, who's going to do a really good episode, a really good write up. Like it's going to be. It's LA Times. LA Times, yeah, okay. All it's right. It's going to be a big one. I mean, it's a pretty big profile story. It I is mean, now. It's, it's older now. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. But it is a, it's a big deal. I mean, uh, you know. It's been eight years, dude. Yeah, man. It was weird giving the interview because it brought up shit that I still, like, stuff kept coming to me. You know sure. what I mean? And then I was telling these stories. And uh, one thing I said is I don't want to talk about the story like what happened what sure you talk off the record about it we all have our own feelings about it this, right. if you're gonna interview me i want to talk about what a dope dude he was yes um so we did that and then craziness was this this week um up at stance if you guys don't know stance is located in san clemente they have a full uh what do you want to say a compound they yeah have like it's, a compound it's, like, it's a full compound like athletic area well i'm saying they have a whole block like a city yeah, block yeah, yeah. offices and then they just built this state-of-the-art facility full court basketball court right um our boy oscar hit hit all of us up uh, all of his friends at hoop um he, they're like yo if you want to you should be here tomorrow morning 10 a.m exclusive run i'm like all right i'm down for that who's gonna be there they're like of course it's the week i'm the in week hawaii Ho- yeah i'm here i'm here 50 48 <laughs> weeks of the year and fucking Jason Williams shows up when I'm White gone. fucking chocolate. You know, top three players. I've you know, my top three favorite players of all time. He's who I try to play basketball like. He was the first guy that let us, you know, made it okay to be flashy and like okay oh, to try different shit. He was good, he, dude. And li- listen, bro. Like White Chocolate and Lorenzen played together in Memphis. Oh. White, White Chocolate and Lorenzen were, were very right. very close friends. Right. That was after the Vancouver switch yes. to the Grizzlies. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. They got along very well. Um, and I was, when I was at stance, I was putting my shoes on Jason, J-Dub wasn't there yet. Um, and then he just came in, he got in, sat right next to me and we just started chopping it up and I'm like, oh shit, white chocolate. So what's up, man? Thank you. You know, thanks for coming out. This is dope. And I said, dude, I know this is going to sound really weird. I said, dude, you were one of my favorite players of all time. This is a, uh, on the bucket list. Right. But I said, crazy how this shit works. Lorenzo Wright was my best friend. And he's like, oh, shit. He's all, dude, that was my dude. Yeah. So we talked while we were lacing up, getting nice. ready. He was such a great dude. Very humble. Very cool. About 20 people showed up. And well, what's a smaller group than I thought. He, yeah, but it was, it was I think they meant invite. for it. Yeah, they meant, they meant for it to be they that did. way. Honestly, if you came off the street, they probably would have let you in. Right. Like, it was that. It was that. We all got T-shirts and, like, everybody. We all got, like, five pairs of socks. Shout out to T who runs the hoops division. Like this dude killed it. But the funny part is this, dude. Uh, so we played like we, we got three games in early. Yeah. And then we get to stance at 10 o'clock and it turns out it's a, it's like a fantasy camp. Like Jason wanted to get runs in like games, but he also wanted, they want to do like a clinic, do some so, drills and stuff. Dude, we were doing st- drew doing stretches that I have never like, Oh yeah. Done yeah. In years. Oh yeah. Full court lunges. Yeah. You know what I mean? Homie. And I had get played the warm up going, dude. So we did that. 
And then we did like layup drills and then three on three drills. I was on Jason's wow. team every time. So this is a camp. He actually ran a camp. It was it was a camp and it was a camp for like an hour. And then it was, all right, let's just bowl. Right, yeah, okay. But J- Jason picked me on his squad every time. So we ran threes, 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 which was awesome. Super you know? cool. And he's so competitive that even in the threes, you know, all right, this is what we're going to do. You're going to box down, set me the screen. You know, you mm-hmm. cut to the middle, blah, 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 blah. Very passionate, wanted to win. We also did the drill where full court threes first person to dribble is the only person that can dribble so jason and i the first i didn't even think about it but the other team hits the shot jason inbounds to me i throw it to jason we just go back and forth all the way up the court uh-huh. you know drew we just pass yeah, it yeah. Back. and i'm just like at one point i'm like what the fuck are we doing this <laughs> i'm doing this with jay now we're doing it all the way up <laughs> You know what I mean? You know me, bro. Like that was just some No, dude, that's JV stuff right there. That's that's funny though. That's I mean, that's cool. Like super at least cool. you're doing it with him. Super cool. You know, cool. that's that's fucking awesome. Um, and how did you play by the way? Like did you, I was when you great, actually got out there? I was great and th- I was did good in threes. Uh-huh. Um I by the time we got fives, I was done. Started yeah, start to wrap I was just it up. letting the young kids go, dude. Like they interviewed me. They they did a little interview upstairs to nice. talk about like you know, all this other shit. I was more, I just wanted to be there with Jason. Right. Um, and I knew my legs were done and I wasn't even going to attempt <laughs> to play at fives. You know, I wasn't going to do it. I'm was, not going to. No, I mean, I get it, man. Dude, you had, you had a lot of basketball in and that, that hour of of the drills and stuff. It that, was enough. That, that can be taxing. It was enough for me. That's not a warm up. Nah. One hour of that is not a warm up. Cool. Uh, we did a little Q&A afterwards too. Nice. And one of the dudes, this dude Trip, who's actually a, a blogger, I didn't know that he's got a really big following. Cool. Um, he played really well, but he asked him. He's like, "Hey, I've been wondering this my whole life." He's all, "How pissed?" He's like, "Are you still mad at Rafe LaFrance for missing the off the elbow, the elbow pass?" pass. And he said, "He said, man, I still think about that every day." He's all, "I swear, if I passed it to a brother, he would have fucking he would have slammed it, it for sure." It. Oh, that's so, funny, super funny. Like Rafe he asked really good questions and. He had mentioned, he's like, I've never had a beer in my life. Really? Yeah, I've never had a beer. He said, I've had vodka a couple times. Not a drinker. He said, I definitely partook in... The weed. Yeah, he smoked. Smoked a little bit. Uh, They asked him about a pregame... Did you have a pregame ritual? He said, nah. Just, I would nap like everybody else and then just go play basketball. Um, He said, which I found interesting was... He was always a, a pass first guy. I, I mean, we all know this. He never cared about scoring twenty right. points. All he cared about was making his players on his team better. Yeah. Um. He's his game. He totally thinks his game could translate to today's game because if you look at the guys like Steph and Kyrie and Jamal Crawford, like a lot of those guys, that comes from white chocolate. That oh, comes yeah. from, you know, what he does. It was just really interesting, and he was such a down to earth dude. And I was thinking when I was leaving. And I'm like, dude, I'm, I got to meet Allen Iverson this year. Mm-hmm. I worked for Baron Davis. Just balled with fucking Jason Williams. Jason Williams. And it's looking like Stephon Marbury is going to be on our podcast. Sweet. Been reaching out to him. We've been going back and forth. And I'm just like, dude, we're just knocking it out. All we need is MJ. And like, I got my five favorite players. <laughs> you know? So I'm sorry you couldn't, you couldn't be there for no, that. No, you know, it is what it is. I, you know, I, I, I loved my vacation. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll leave it at that. It's an opportunity I would have loved to uh, in, enjoy. But I think more so be it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, Jason Williams is a really cool guy. One of one of my favorite players. When Jason Williams, when I first started noticing him, was Mike Miller on the Florida team that they played together on. Funny story that he said Uh in in our Q and A. He said, uh, 
we would do shooting drills with Hubie. Yeah. I, my question was, how was it to play for Hubie? Because Hubie's an OG. Right. And you, your game does not translate to how Hubie no, Brown no, plays no, basketball. No, no, yeah. But Hubie adjusted to him. Like, they obviously butt heads a couple times. Oh, well, yeah, he but, left. Jason left pretty early. But so. he said a funny story about the shooting drills we would do. Um, he said, I never liked rebounding, you know? So the first, the only person I ever did the shooting jo- drills with Mike was Miller. Mike Miller. So no rebounds, all, nothing. Yeah. He said there were times where he would just, it was net 90, 97 times in a row. Just you got to hit a hundred, you know? Um, one more story that I found, this is what these kids, I think a lot of the kids are missing out on is he said about the amount of work that he put in by himself in the gym. Right, right. He said that, that, you know, he would work out three, four hours a day and, out of those four hours, he would have a basketball, like maybe an hour. Like, excuse me, shoot a basketball. Right. Maybe an hour. He was working on all the other stuff. He said, dude, dude, I'd be in the gym by myself throwing alley-oops with nobody there and getting, you know, getting my, right. I throw an alley-oop and then go get the ball and then throw another alley-oop pretending somebody was there. there. to finish it. Yeah. Wow, that's really cool. It is cool because people think you just walk into a gym no. and if you get a thousand shots up a day, you're going to be a great player. No, it's way more than that. Especially with a, with a guy his size. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's a small white guy. He he was very, very quick he's, and super athletic. He's got like two inches on me, like three, maybe three inches well, yeah, on me. Yeah, 6'3", right? Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't look, that, doesn't look that big. Well, that's the thing, like... 6'3 in the real world is a tall dude. Mm-hmm. 6'3 in the NBA is Steph Curry. Yeah. You look like a baby out there yeah, right. amongst these trees. You're right. Uh, so him honing that skill, it's like John Stockton. You know what I mean? Like John John Stockton and him had different levels of flair, but I think they had very similar games. Always head up, always mm-hmm. great vision, always great awareness of where their teammates were and, and, and the willingness to give them the assist. But John was a small guy, dude, and, and, that's, and I think, that's how he had to get it done. I think – and I've, I've had, I had this conversation with Baron Davis too, a couple of times. That generation of point guard. Think about that, dude. Yeah. Gary Payton, John Stockton, Steve Francis, Baron Davis, Jason Williams, Allen Iverson, Stephon Marbury. Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd. These guys, think about that, bro. It's just, yeah, the list is longer than that too. I think we, I mean, Steve Nash. Steve Nash. Like we could just keep going. Can like, keep going. <laughs> it, it's, yeah, it is, it's nuts that like during that era, like the, like, 15 year span of, of every one of those of guys guards. we just talked about yeah. should be in the hall of fame yeah most, arguably arguably most in the of hall them of should fame. be right, right i'd love to argue stefan one day because actually his numbers are crazy but we did we actually if you guys want to go back into the podcast that. we have a stefan marbury holy conversation shit, we did. We you did were firmly that. planted in the I hall was, of fame yes, i was i think i was on the fence you were on the fence I, i'll be i'll be willing to be tilted in if he comes on the podcast he <laughs> can make his he can make his uh, his speech i think he's gonna be on guys so look forward to that i want to uh, i want to get him where he's in la anyways so that's what happened this week uh pretty pretty dope there's pictures on on the internet if you want to watch or see or whatever but getting into NBA basketball, I took I took the wrong week, is what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I leave two days later. I find out you're going to play with Jason Williams. I think maybe the same day, Demar Derozan gets traded for Kawhi Leonard, and we finally figure out where the fuck Kawhi Leonard is going. Obviously, that book isn't closed entirely yet, Why because because I think there's still a chance that he pulls the same shit that he did with the Spurs in Toronto, and, and he just doesn't want to play there. I'm hoping that he actually gives the city a chance because I'd love to see him play. And I think he's going to have to prove to the Lakers specifically that he can still play, or else why would we want to give him all that money if he's out there looking like shit? So, but before we get on that side, straight up and down, what do you think of the trade? I think that Popovich really fucked it up. I really, really? Think, I think his ego got in the way and could really. I think this could fuck up the Spurs for a minute, dude. I know. You think you should have tried to keep him? Uh, no, dude. I think that there the offer there were offers on the table that uh-huh. were a lot better. Oh, okay. I think that that Boston put a lot on the table that 
Boston reportedly did not want to put Jalen Brown, right. Tatum, or Hayward, or Kyrie in the trade. I think DeMar DeRozan's a great player. He is, yeah. I think, yeah, Popovich fucked up. Home, uh, GM of Toronto fucked up. Yes. Big time. Yeah. Because, you know, in actuality, DeMar DeRozan's probably the greatest Raptor yes. in franchise I history. would say so. Him and Bosch are probably. And he took less money to play with them. Yep. And stay. And he, they, and, and mind you, if we go back a couple of podcasts, DeMar DeFrozen, you yeah. know, talked a lot of shit. He hasn't yeah. showed up in the playoffs and he, he has not. He doesn't show up in the playoffs. It's true. I think, I think they could have done way better. I think Popovich okay. could have done way better. I think they got a really good player. Mm-hmm. I don't know how happy DeMar is going to be there. Yeah. Uh, there was film that came out today of, of Pop and him working on moves. And USA, like, USA camp yeah. started today. Looked very, Kawhi's not there. Kawhi also, is not there. Which probably, I wish we would have bet money on that. I hope Same. that was probably the line that we could have gambled on that. Uh, my take on, on the deal is what the fuck is Toronto doing? Mm-hmm. Right. There has to be some sort of inclination that you think that you have a decent chance of getting this man to resign with your team. Or obviously they are kind of trying to shift in a different direction here. They let go of Dwayne Casey. Maybe they looked at themselves and said, what are we really doing with DeMar? It doesn't make a lot of sense to me to get rid of your franchise player, mm-hmm. a man who stayed loyal to your city mm-hmm. in a marketplace where players are fleeing small markets. Like Toronto's a pretty big market. It's like the only team now in Canada. It's big. The only team in Canada, mm-hmm. right? So that, that's big for that. But it's still not LA. He, the Lakers wanted him bad he when, he re, when he resigned. He had chances. We wanted to give him that money. Clippers wanted him. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he's from LA. And mm-hmm. like, so I just. I think that they did him wrong there, but if you're looking at a, just a pure basketball move, it's clear that they were like, okay, we need to, whatever we have here isn't working. They finished number one in the East last year, still couldn't beat LeBron, but it's just so weird that they would implode that team in a season where they actually finally don't have to face LeBron. Right. Right. You you want to give that chance? Why wouldn't you want to give that team a chance to make it to the finals? They would have just as good a chance as any. With the team that they currently have mm-hmm. without trading for Kawhi. Now, flip side, the trade is done. I think I think Popovich has probably got a pretty good smile, pretty big smile on his face. DeMar DeRozan still has three years on his contract, and he's a good scorer, mid-range scorer, loves the mid-range. Pop loves players that love mid-range. Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, LaMarcus Aldridge, mm-hmm. all mid-range. I think he's going to do very well in San Antonio. And I think Kawhi, if he plays and is healthy the entire time, really could be a different dynamic for the Raptors. So all in all, when you talk about huge stars, all stars being traded in the in the course of NBA history, there's very few that have, you know, pretty much been straight up two NBA players in the top 15 or 20 trading for each other. This worked out pretty good. I think it's pretty even. I don't know if either fan base would be super happy with this. They took no. You know, I think the Spurs are happy. The Spurs fans should be very happy that Kawhi's gone because Definitely. he clearly didn't want to play. So right. they're I think happy. They were over him too, and I think they were a little shocked that they got a player of Demar's caliber. Right. I think they, they, I think everyone resigned to the fact that they were probably going to get younger with picks and stuff like we talked about. Mm. I'm interested to see if one, if Kawhi plays, two, if he does play, and the and the Raptors don't succeed, where where does Kyle Lowry well, go then? Well, there's two things. One Kawhi has to play. Right. There's no. There's no. That you want to fuck up your brand even more, bro. Right. Sit out this year. Exactly. See what the fuck happens. Exactly. He has to play. Two. The only option I see. I do not see Kawhi Leonard staying in Toronto. Right. He might fall in love with it. Possible. Drake might. I don't. I don't see him and Drake being. That's like, a. That's a real possibility, though. 
the 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 wow factor of him actually because in San Antonio who's the who's the Drake of San Antonio? You think Kawhi cares about that. I think though? Tim Duncan is the Drake of San Antonio. Right. So right. there's a big difference there. And if Kawhi wants to hang out with cool people, I don't think he cares about that shit. He cares about money first. Is that I, what you think? I don't think he cares about. I think all Kawhi cares about is being in L.A. So the only leverage I see, and I could see this happening, yeah. is Toronto gets Kawhi, and then. Come before February 1st Trade. or whatever it is. Guess what? We want Kuzma and whatever it is up here. And whoever. we would say no because we we're going to get him free agency. Most likely. Yeah. The GM there, and I can never pronounce his name. Yuriji? Yujiri? Yuriji? Two of the weirdest moves I've seen. The whole Dwayne Casey yeah. thing. And to and for DeMar DeRozan, I'll say this. San Antonio sucks. If I have any listeners in San Antonio, I've been many <laughs> times, he's going to hate it. Yeah. I, I literally do. It's not but fun. I, I do think that he'll take advantage of pop. the whole pop mm-hmm. and and the system they're really he's he's their guy now right he he is he is at the helm of that he lamarcus aldrich is also a very very good player but right. he's, he's older now he's right. i think he understands his role and i think the two of them will play very well together so i think there's an aspect of having popovich and uh having a fresh start like with this whole playoff thing right he actually has a team and an organization around him that's used to winning in playoffs as opposed to like this kind of like the Toronto Raptors franchise that's never really made it to the conference. But they final. still fucked up. I mean, looking back on the relationship with Lowry and De- DeRozan, yeah. that was something special. It was. They had built that. They didn't start off like that. They said no. When they, they first. They, beat, they didn't talk. They beefed a little bit, and then they became uh-huh. as you. That's what you want your two stars to be. I want to you know be best friends. And, right. You know they they accomplished a lot. They didn't accomplish the biggest goal. No. But it is what it is. We're just gonna have to see. Yeah. We're just gonna. Have uh, to one see. thing I want to just throw out into the realm Mm -hmm. is we know that Jimmy Butler's a little unhappy in Mm -hmm. his situation. So Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised that if both Kawhi and Butler are unhappy, if you see something like that happen towards the end of this year, last minute trade, maybe it shifts everything for them. Kawhi if he had to go to Minnesota. What's the difference really? (laughs) If he's going to play, you know, like maybe, maybe that's what happens. I just don't, I don't see how Toronto recoups this other than just pure cap space. When, when Kawhi leaves, I, at this point, yeah, Kawhi needs to uh, shut up and put. I want to see him fucking play. Yeah, that's what we. I want to see, see you play thirty five minutes. Because guess what, Kawhi? If you come out averaging, you know, if you finish this year with fifteen and six a oh, game, oh fuck, it's you I, know what I mean. You're done pretty you, much after that. You're Isaiah Thomasing uh, next season. So another thing I want to talk about, Drew. This yeah. is uh, Again, once again, this has happened <laughs> with Kevin Durant. Okay, yeah, man. Who you you have you have officially coined him a new nickname. Let the world know his new nickname. Captain Sensitive. Captain Sensitive. Captain Sensitive. Is Kevin Durant's new nickname. Captain Sensitive, man. The man, once again, cannot stay off the trolling. Um, little backstory, if you live in a cave, this is what happened. Yep. Kevin Durant went on CJ McCollum's The Pull-Up co- Podcast. The Pull-Up, yeah. The Pull-Up, which, which is actually a really CJ, good podcast. Yeah, CJ, does a, he does a good job. Does a great job. And we we tag him in everything. I'm waiting for him to just maybe like something or listen to our show. It'd be Come nice on, to CJ. Get, on, get with it, CJ. Pull up on our podcast. Pull up, okay? bro. <laughs> so it starts with they have a really good interview. And they're Kevin, just chopping it up. They're chopping it up. Kevin Durant. Uh, in the beginning, CJ had mentioned that he didn't like how Boogie signed with the squad. Right. And then Kevin Durant got a little defensive about it and yep. explained why. And then it came to the point where CJ was talking about winning a championship. And KD's like, <laughs> you you know you're not winning a you, championship. You guys aren't winning a championship. Right. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He's, he said it just like this. Like, you know you're not winning yeah. a championship, right? Which is true. 
That's that's great. Completely true. But would somebody if somebody said that to Kevin Durant in Oklahoma City, right? You know what I mean? How he would, would Kevin? He, he would get butthurt for he'd sure. Get butthurt. Captain sensitive. And anybody playing in the NBA, especially CJ McCullough, don't say first. Don't ever think that CJ or Dame Lillard thinks that they're not winning a championship this year. These right. guys are playing to win a championship. Right. Even though we all know Portland's not winning a championship yeah, this year. They have a good team. They have a good team. And and honestly, that team, the way it's been constructed over the last four or five years, isn't winning a championship like ever, really, right. as far as I could tell. Right. You know, if, even if you go in the history books like of some of the weakest finals we've had, they're still not better than those teams that have made it there even in the early 2000s era. So, But if you're C.J. McCollum, you're not going to say, no, C.J.'s an all-star. Dame is an all-star. Right. They have a good team. Right. Like, I understand why C.J. would come back at him with that. Right. The whole argument revolved a little bit around the, the DeMarcus Cousins decision, which I don't think anyone can you, – you, you can't blame the Warriors for this. Right. Nobody gave this man an offer. Oh, he had an offer from his team, but he had 20 – Fine, from, from the Pelicans. 20 million th- fine. to 40 million. Fine. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, he received no other offers, though. And and then everyone's like really pissed that he goes to the team. That do you believe that? I do. I really do. You believe he got no other offers. Boogie I, Cousins. Yes. Nobody inquired about Boogie Cousins because he was the one who made the phone call. I think. I think if if more teams were offering him money that he thought he could get, which you know before he tears his Achilles is a max deal. Mm-hmm. We were all saying that mm-hmm. he was going to be the third or fourth top free agent to come Mm -hmm. off the board and a huge signing. I was really excited about the potential of him to be a Laker before Mm -hmm. he went down with his Achilles injury. So continue, continue. Anyway, um, I do think that there was no offers coming in because we we both do not blame Boogie for signing the history. Don't blame him. um, And then, so after, after the podcast came out, CJ McCollum posted on Twitter, I I guess to just kind of engage his fan base and, and get people to click on it, which Having Kevin Durant on a podcast should get enough clicks, but he uh, he goes on to explain on Twitter that he says, I still think the B word, meaning bitch, is harsh and, and shouldn't be used in reference to Kevin Durant. He knows that decision was soft, but I respect it. And decision is Kevin going mm-hmm. to the Warriors. Uh, he says, it's like getting jumped with your brothers by a gang you should have beat, then joining the gang that jumped you and your brothers two months later and forgetting about your bros. Which is a little harsh. It's it's a weird analogy. It's a really I get weird, what you're saying. Yeah, seems like a strange thing to go. You can out. just use the basketball analogy. How do you join the team that beat you? Right, you were down three. It, you were up three one. It just says use it, basketball. It says itself. Like it explains itself. Right. And so he goes this route, which is strange, because I don't think CJ knows much about gang life. Probably I, not. I mean, he went to like Lehigh, didn't he? Go probably, like probably American. I don't know where he went to college. I, I don't know where his upbringing was either. But I, I could be wrong. Um. And then, of course, Kevin Durant is not one to let anything go on social media these days. I swear to God, if we even mention his name uh, on an we Instagram post, it. he might come at us. We should try it. Uh, I want to do it positively, so maybe we get a positive reaction out of Kevin Durant for well, the first remember, time ever. If you remember his episode like four when I literally called him, yeah. I think I was calling him a bitch a lot. Yeah, there was a. I think there was another word that you were calling him. <laughs> uh, but Kevin Durant responds, of course, and he goes, so I would get into a gang fight, lose, Plot on my brother for two months in our home, and then go get, then go get the gang we lost to, and beat him up. You think that low of me, CJ? I just did your fucking podcast, Snakes in the Grass, boy. I tell you. And the snake, every, that's his nickname now too. Is KD? Everybody calls him a snake, right? So now he's using the snake analogy. Yeah. Um, I think the bottom line of this is KD is always watching from multiple accounts. <laughs> he he might have somebody on payroll. He's got just, eyes. He got eyes out there, man. 
checking dimensions. He needs to chill out, dude. You're yeah. you're a two time NBA champion, two time Finals MVP. Probably going to go down as the top one of the top ten greatest basketball players to play. Yep. Um. This this is so petty and so non meaningful, right? Like it doesn't mean anything, right? And then of course later he came out with another quote that says, "I know you guys think I'm sensitive, mm-hmm. but I'm just somebody who is tired of holding shit in." Uh, I but don't. If you can- I don't think we need validation for his reasoning to come at people, other than the fact that it's just dumb. He doesn't need to do you it. You don't need to do it. Yeah. And- I totally agree with that. I, I'm, I'm all for standing up for yourself yeah, or whatever. That's fine. But if if you're going to have your, that strong opinion on how you feel, you have to let other people. You have to let other people right. say, what, say what they feel. You have to – Kevin. there's no way Kevin Durant can literally sit back and look at the situation, Drew, and be like, okay, I can see why this would look really soft of me. Yeah. He, that had to have crossed his mind. Yes. Many times, right? You're right. Like when he's like, I'm going to possibly sign with Golden State. What is Russell and OKC going to think about me if I do this? Right. I'm sure that that had to have crossed his mind. Right. And you are who you are, dude. Yeah. You cannot. Uh, it's kind of like me. Like if I started, I'm not comparing Kevin Durant to myself, but you're not a tough guy. We have known that that's what I was calling him on that one podcast, like a fake tough guy. Mm-hmm. You can't just all of a sudden change your mentality. I'm not saying I'm not a tough guy. I'm a really nice guy. If I started now going to the gym and trying to punk people and it would and be out fight, of nowhere, be out of nowhere and people would find it really weird and yeah. it's out of my character. Sure. We remember KD. We know KD from crying at MVP speeches, from kiss, kissing his mom at half court every right. game. Yeah, yeah. That's who we know. Right. Um, and now this new guy who, is just he's not the same guy. He's not the same guy we knew eight years ago, six yeah. years ago. Um, the move is certainly all the criticism has certainly made him hyper aware and hyper sensitive, right? To everyone's criticism because I I think he thought he was going to get some backlash from the Oklahoma City faithful and and the people there because he left in the same way that we all expected LeBron fans when he left for Miami to be upset in Cleveland. The greater picture was, yeah, Cleveland fans were upset, but nobody else in the NBA was really, really upset that LeBron left for Miami. They mm-hmm. understood. Mm-hmm. In this case, not only was Oklahoma City fans and their and their fan base upset that Kevin Durant left, almost the entire uh, NBA world world was a was upset with Kevin Durant. So there there is a difference there, uh, and I do think that he wasn't ready for that. I don't think he was expecting that monumental feedback to come back at him so heavy and then don't you think him being so insecure yeah because that that's what started this trolling yes and this feeling of having to defend yourself the first time he responds like that like the whole burner thing mm-hmm. i think that was the that was like the straw mm-hmm. right he was trying to do it without anybody knowing mm-hmm. he was getting his rocks off had nobody nobody knew and then of course that makes you just the most defensive ever when someone finds out that you've been defending yourself in the third person and from a burner account. And after doing that, yeah. continuing to do right. that, yes. to, go, to get into these little tiny debates, arguments with children. And for those that don't know, most of these accounts that you follow, these big, heavy accounts, are run by kids. Yeah. You know? Young people. Young people. And big ups to them. Yeah. You know, they're doing great jobs. But you you should be more concerned about what your peers and what your family and what you think about yourself yeah. than what the opinions of people that possibly don't know the game or the ins and outs of the game. Right. Bottom line is this, KD. You're a two-time NBA champion. You're amazing. You're great. But this shit kind of puts it, it tarnishes yeah. your legacy a little bit. Yeah. And him, like, him responding just opens the door for everyone else. 
now people are going to say more and more outrageous shit just to goat him into a debate so that they can be kind of made popular and famous just by arguing with they're him. They're going to try outlandish shit. Yeah, man. It's, it's not going to stop now. It's not now. It's going to get even worse. It's getting worse. Yeah, man. All right. A couple other things that happened that were that were kind of big over the last week. Kevin Love resigned. Not a whole lot of news. Twenty mil, Five years, 120. Go get it, Kevin. Four, four years. Four year, 120? Four years. Hello. 30 mil. Hello, nurse. <laughs> what? Wow. Uh, I'd stay in dude, Cleveland. Yeah, man. Fuck it. Uh, everyone's saying that he's going to be a candidate for trade towards the end of this year, which I think is interesting. Uh, but honestly, dude, go get it. He deserves it. He does deserve it. Uh, bravo to him. Get your money, K-Love. Carmelo Anthony has departed the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, thank you, Atlanta Hawks, I guess. Like, just go ahead and write that check, and I'm out of here. Name name a player. I po- We posted this on, the, on our yeah. Instagram. Name a player that has literally gotten the bag more than Carmelo Anthony. Crazy. This dude has been paid his whole career. So much money. They paid him $27 million to not play for them. Yep. Signs for the is going to sign for the minimum. Yeah. Going to Houston. Yep. And then the other big deal for Houston is that Clint Capella signed today. For $90 million. So now they have a pretty much their complete roster that they were hoping it's to have minus five, Ariza. Right. I don't know, dude. It's a good starting five. Yeah. We're going to have to see. They're already playing. Mello and CP and Harden were already playing last week. Pick up. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to say something about Mello. I think Mello got – and I, we talked shit about him too. And kind of we have to a little bit. But we cannot base – 15 years of great basketball. I mean, the guy's going to go down as one of the greatest scorers of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Playoff record, not great. You know what I mean? Yeah. Scoring wise, that's, we can't, we can't base six months of really bad basketball from Carmelo. Um, I don't think we can hold it against him. Uh, he's another. Some people player. would argue that it's like more than six months. Some, some people would argue the last couple of years in New York were pretty shitty also and i would probably agree with them i mean what's shitty though is shitty 20 points a game 18 points is that is that bad for 30 years old for a 30 plus guy i think i think it's not necessarily the the way or how many points he was scoring i think it was the, the manner in which uh he conducted himself while scoring 19 20 points a game but the benefit of the doubt that i'll always give carmelo anthony is that he's never really had like a squad he's never had a really really dope team with him he had he had a really good one in denver, denver was that the, one year in denver but they had those like two years yeah where Mello had jr smith Kenyon. and Kenyon martin and birdman was mm-hmm. there for a little bit mm-hmm. that team was about as good as it got for him and and like we're mentioning those guys aren't all you know necessarily hall of famers that we're saying he never really had a squad that mm-hmm. was like a contender so that being the case he definitely chose money and he chose location over searching for a ring can we blame him? Not really. He's going to get that too. They're going to have an opportunity. I don't think we both agree that Houston's not as good as as you think they're better than the Lakers. You, you think I, I do? Yeah. You think they are? I don't. Yeah. They're definitely not better than Golden State. Absolutely not. No, and they're not better playing. than they were last year. I th- I don't think I don't think they I are. think it's kind of now with Melo. It kind of balanced out. They definitely lost with the defense. Right. Signing Capella, he turned down eighty. Wanted a hundred. Signed in the middle for 90, 90, 90 yeah. which is cool. That works. Bravo, yeah. Got his bag. Another guy that we're going to have to you put up or shut up. You wanted this money. You got it. Uh, I think his role will be solid. It's easier. Yeah. He has the easiest. He has like the DeAndre Dunk the Jordan. ball, block the shot. Right. That's all it is. A DJ role. Yeah, rebound the ball. Rebound the ball. Yeah. That's all we want. Yeah. Set I, us some picks. I, I'm really curious to see. I would love to see like, do okay, do you remember like two, two, three years ago when Melo got like real inspired for the first time in the off season was like he was like boxing and working out and then was going to show up like super fit 
to the to the se- to the start of the season and like it never happened like i don't know i i would love to see mellow like slim down a little bit if that's possible now maybe they want him to beef up and play that four like pj tucker mm. but he's not a power he's forward not, well, he's not a defense so i'm i'm just really curious to see how how he comes into the season and dantoni's really really fine at Starting him and finessing the do they all remember the that it didn't work in New York either? That's like, what I'm saying. They like, didn't like he's played for D'Antoni. They didn't like each other. They didn't. It didn't work. And, but it, and Melo you know was the pull, guy. You know who's pulling that string though? Huh? That's CP. Yeah. That's that's Harden. CP and Melo were fucking. They're boys. Yeah, that's dude. true. That's true. And this is literally this is Melo is in the same position as Chris Paul is. Yeah. Like if we don't if we don't get to the finals, this is a it's a blow. It's a we we blew it this year. Right. Um. I guess the last thing. Lakers got Michael Beasley. Love it. I love everything about that. So I think it's really funny because those players, like if 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 the Lakers had signed these players and LeBron hadn't come, let's mm-hmm. just say we got PG instead of LeBron mm-hmm. and LeBron stayed in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And then we signing these players, I think there there's a slightly different look at all of them. You think? I do. Because if you look at Michael Beasley and Lance Stevenson and Rondo and uh and even McGee. They've all had like kind of touch and go moments in the NBA where they were kind of outcasts or attitude problems mm-hmm. or something like that. All uh, of them. All, every single one every of them. One of them. And I think to some extent, every single one of them has left the NBA except for maybe Rondo. <clears throat> like I think JaVale played in the G League for a little bit. Rondo's left teams. Right, exactly. He's so left teams. My, my whole thing is like if you just looked at that, if those list of players, you would say, damn, that's a weird fucking list of like kind of crazy guys. Mm-hmm. But everyone is relying so heavily on LeBron being able to rein these motherfuckers in. And like, kind of unleash him when he needs to. Uh, I'm really interested to see how that goes. I personally love Michael Beasley. Yeah, I, too. I watched him at Kansas State, and I thought he was going to be the next guy. Like I did. Who was number two in that draft? Beasley went one, right? Uh, or did Beasley go two? I think Beasley went two. Was averaging like 35 and like 15. It seemed like cats. it was outrageous, and it was right after Kevin Durant. I always want to say that they were in the same draft, but he was right after that. His teammate Bill Walker, Billy Walker, was good. What year was that? It was like 09. No, it's 2008. He was pick two. Yeah. I, Here, we, I got We it. were right in the number two overall pick. Who the fuck was the number one overall? Uh, Blake. Was it Blake? Oh, it could have been. Was it Blake Griffin? It could have been. Oh, fucking we're stupid. We're stupid as fuck. Derek Rose. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> God, we're done. How do we have an I NBA podcast? I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I always forget when D. Rose was drafted. Man. God. I don't know. I'm, Beasley is so tied to Kevin Durant in my mind because they're Big 12 and they both they average almost identical stats in Be- college. Beasley came out with a comment yesterday, uh-huh. and I'm not going to quote it, but I'm, I'm going to sum it up, saying that players like him and Nick Young yeah. and JaVale and J.R. Smith, they get a bad rap. And rightfully so. Like, you've done stupid shit. Yes. Beasley was the one smoking weed in draft camp. And got kicked you know out I mean? of the got NBA. kicked out of the NBA. <laughs> With the China. Totally. Yeah. J.R. Smith has had his issues. Yeah. JaVale McGee has his moments of, like, are, you're not there. Yeah. You're not present. For the first, like, seven years of his career. And throughout the season. Right. But what, what Beasley had said is we know basketball. We know yes. how to play basketball. Um, I think given these certain situations, I went, I was talking about this at the gym today. If you say Rondo, JaVale McGee, Michael Beasley, Lance Stevenson, and one more, that, that's a starting five on a really bad team. Like yeah. that could be the, but you put, you throw in LeBron James, Kyle Kuzma, Alonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, you bring in that. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, wow, we got some OGs on this squad. Yeah. That. I, these guys aren't going to put up with shit. Practice is going to be yeah. real, dude. I think every single one of those guys, as far as I can tell, their relationship with LeBron is one of respect. Right. 
Uh, so for all of their antics, all of them seem to respect LeBron at a very high level, like Lance mm-hmm. and and Bees. Bees played with him mm-hmm. in, in Miami, Miami for one year. Bro. For one year, he was Bron was his big bro. And so I do, I really do think that LeBron is going to have a positive effect. I just don't know if all of them are in the same locker room at the same time. Le- LeBron's job shouldn't be to oversee them to make sure they're not getting fights with each other. No, I think or other be, players of the. Uh, I think on that's going to be Rondo. You think Rondo's going to be that Rondo guy? Rondo is that guy. Okay. He's gonna, and I think I think he's going to be the one that. And we we talked about this on, on on one of our podcasts. Like, if Lonzo was going into the season thinking he's going to be the starting point guard, he he needs to think differently. He needs to compete. He needs to and compete. he's coming off a, a, a knee injury. True. So I understand all that. And and he's going to have to compete every day. Yes. And like we he's going to have to earn it. Like we said about Austin Rivers and Chris Paul, Lonzo is only going to get better every day going against LeBron, going against Rondo yes. in practice every day. Michael Beasley had a good season last year in New yeah. York. Yeah. There was times during the year, I think he dropped 35 when he, he had some really big games. Really big games. Yeah. Once Porzingis went out, he everyone everyone in New York was like, "All right, Bees, it's you. It's your show. <laughs> Let's go be easy." Dude, I think I think one of the funniest things about Michael Beasley is uh he wears a watch around his ankle. That's stupid. He has an ankle watch. Who the fuck does that? I think he tends to wear three or four watches at a time. I know he doubles up on the wrist. Why? And then wears a watch on his ankle. Because that's just he thinks it's ball. Well, this let me tell you, let me tell you, bro. This motherfucker should never be late to practice. He'd never man. be late, bro. No, ever. He'd be like, Oh, sorry, coach, I thought it was daylight savings times. I gotta wind all these things back. Bro. It's gonna be does take, he really do that? On his like ankle? He does. He that's really does. That's some dumb shit, bro. It's weird. It's a little weird. That's some real extra shit. Yeah. But anyway. I think again, going back to the Lakers, and we can we can stop it with this. Yeah, is I think they have a better bench than everybody. Even going, I do. I think they they got a lot coming off the bench. Okay, um, at every position, I think. I think Boston's pretty deep. Boston's very deep too. Yeah, very deep. You're right, and I think they're going to really compete. I, I want to see how these guys are going to do. I was so pissed when they got Beasley again because I'm like, I fucking <laughs> another like guy, this guy. Another too. guy. I like him too, though. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm, I'm going to have the biggest. I'm going to have the biggest issue. Yeah, but. Big ups to Magic Johnson yep. for making it happen and getting these guys. The question a lot of people have is how are where are they getting all this money from? Guess what? These motherfuckers are signing for vet minimums. One year deal, one babies. Two point five. Let's go. Four point six. Five point four. Clippers can't get Genius. one. Clippers can't get one person. No, everyone wants to play with LeBron. I get it. That's the I whole get thing. It. I totally That's get it. That's the whole thing. Um, and I'm ready for the rebuild. Yeah. Um, I'm ready for our average age on our team to be 20 because these guys. I think are, you guys are going to be sneaky good this year. We could be sneaky. If, sneaky we, if we win 30 games, I'm going to be really happy. I don't think happy. it's going to be like that. It is, bro. I don't it think is. so. It is. You think so? Yeah, bro. You still got Lou? Yeah, bro. But we that's, I mean, dude, okay. You yeah. got Gortat? Oh, my God. Gortat makes it hot? God, Gortat the makes Polish it The Polish hammer? Gortat is not. That's what it is. Gornat is going to be Gornot. his new name. That's funny. DJ is one of my favorite players of all time. So maybe you guys will bring Jamal Crawford back. Hey, where's Jamal Crawford going to be? <laughs> Who's going to sign him? Why you is he start, not signed? You should start Lou Will and Jamal starting starting two one and two guard right there. I would love it, dude. I think that's it, though. You got anything else? Not really. I mean, episode forty-two is Lorenzo Wright. Shout out to my boy Lorenzo. Shout out to Lou Wright. Shout out to Jig Wright. Shout out to the Memphis family. Yeah, it's Memphis, so let's take them out with something real Memphis. What do you think? I'm thinking. Gangsta Black. Gangsta Black. They don't know Gangsta Black. Is this Three Six Mafia? No, he formally, formally, yeah. formally. Uh-oh. But Gangsta Black, we're gonna take him out. Hit me a P H I S. <laughs> it's the fall through the clips and Drew. We're ghosts. Later. <laughs>